The following program is furnished by The Truth About Your Future, LLC. The views expressed do not necessarily reflect the views of this station. This information is education and not financial advice. Consult a financial advisor before investing. The Truth About Your Future with Rick Edelman is brought to you by Global X ETFs, dedicated to providing investors with unexplored and intelligent solutions. And by Bitwise, a trusted guide in crypto has never mattered more. Connect with their dedicated team of crypto experts nationwide at bitwiseinvestments.com. And by Invesco QQQ, a fund that allows you to access the innovators of the NASDAQ 100, Invesco.com. And by Edelman Financial Engines. Rick Edelman is a board member, consultant, shareholder, and client of EFE. But EFE is unaffiliated and has no say over the content of The Truth About Your Future with Rick Edelman. This is where technology, innovation, and personal finance come together. This is the truth about your future with Rick Edelman. And now your host, Rick Edelman. And a happy weekend to you. Welcome to the truth about your future. I'm Rick Edelman. Here's what we've got coming up for you on today's show. What's going on as a result of the strong U.S. dollar, the Treasury Department's financial stress index, insider trading on Capitol Hill, and the mix of money and politics. Porsche going public, a $13 million fine for Wells Fargo, and Tina is dead. No, Tina's not a person. Where do you find out who Tina is? Also, the municipal bond sell-off had to lower capital gains taxes, plus Gene's weekly segment on health and wellness. Well, this program, of course, as you know, is called The Truth About Your Future, but sometimes we really got to stare down the present to see what our future might be looking like. And we've seen an incredible array of disarray in the financial markets on a global basis. The U.S. dollar is very, very strong right now, meaning the dollar is worth a lot more than other currencies around the world. That's really good news for the U.S., But it's really bad news for everybody else. The British pound has hit a record low against the dollar. China's currency is at a 14-year low. The euro has hit the lowest level since 2002. Ditto for Brazil, South Korea, Tunisia. In Nigeria and Somalia, the strong dollar is pushing up the price of food, fuel, and medicine. In Argentina, Egypt, and Kenya, it's pushing them closer to default. And it's slowing foreign investment in India and South Korea. See, you got to understand that the U.S. dollar is the world's reserve currency. Multinational corporations and financial institutions use the dollar no matter where they're located. Everyone, everywhere, uses the dollar to set prices for their products and to pay their bills. Energy and food are priced in dollars on the world market. And so is the debt that's owed by developing nations. 40% of the world's transactions are done in dollars. Now, a year ago, just to give you an illustration of this, if you wanted to buy $100 worth of oil in Egypt, you would have paid about 1,600 Egyptian pounds. That's their currency. 1,600 Egyptian pounds is about the same as $100. That was a year ago. Today, you would need almost 2,000 Egyptian pounds. That's a 24% increase even if the price of oil itself hasn't moved, and we know that it has. In Korea, everything costs 22% more because our dollar has gone so much stronger against the Korean currency. Even in Nigeria, it's 6% more. 
So if you're an American living here in the U.S., and, well, by the way, you are an American living here in the U.S., that's why you're listening to this show, you're getting a bargain. A year ago, if you wanted to buy a tin of tea from Britain, you paid about 16 bucks. Today, you'd only pay 13 Even though inflation has increased the cost of tea, the dollar rose even more, so the net price of the tea is less. The net result is that you pay less to buy overseas goods than you did a year ago, despite inflation. A box of Belgian chocolates a year ago would have cost you 60 bucks. Now, 48. This is the time for you to take a European vacation. You will find incredible bargains. But in Indonesia, thousands of people are protesting 30% price increases on fuel. In Slovakia, they say soaring electricity costs have left their economy at risk of collapse. China is buying back its own currency to get its price to go up against the dollar. In the United Kingdom, the British pound sterling fell to the lowest level against the dollar in 37 years, and they tried to solve the problem. But instead of buying pounds, they figured they would do it by cutting taxes. But that caused the pound to fall even more, and it threatened an economic collapse in England in September. In the United Kingdom, most pension funds use derivatives to hedge against interest rates and inflation. And when the British government tried to cut taxes, interest rates rose so fast that in September, pension plans got margin calls. They were facing insolvency. They started selling stocks and bonds to raise cash, but that caused the pound to fall even further. BlackRock threatened to halt trading. The British Central Bank had to step in. They started buying British bonds, and fortunately that ended the crisis, if only temporarily. And this whole crisis only lasted a few days, but it reminded some folks, including me, of the Lehman Brothers debacle back in 2008. And it's not just Great Britain and China that are doing this artificial adjustment. Japan spent $20 billion to prop up the yen because the yen is at 24-year lows. The World Bank says all the interest rate increases by governments all around the world hasn't been this broad since they began keeping records in the early 1970s. Indonesia, Norway, the Philippines, South Africa, Sweden, Switzerland, Taiwan, the United Kingdom, all of them have been raising rates along with us here in the U.S. And everybody's still doing it. And the size of these rate increases is not only in sync, it's also bigger than usual. The World Bank said, quote, The cumulative effects of highly synchronous tightening of monetary and fiscal policies could cause more damage than would be expected by the policy actions of individual countries. So, in other words, everybody doing all the same thing, all the same time, and all to the same degree, it's compounding the problem. So, what does it all mean? Well, the Treasury Department's Office of Financial Research, they publish a financial stress index. It's now at its highest level since May of 2020. And you know what was going on in May of 2020. We're in the depths of the pandemic. You see, in a normal market, that index is at zero. Right now, it's 3.1. Trading conditions are getting worse in U.S. government debt, corporate bonds, and money markets. Big interest rate increases are making it more expensive to borrow money. Inflation's forcing you to pay more for purchases. The Japanese yen's down 20%. There's been a sell-off in British government bonds. Banks are stuck with loans that are now in default. Corporate bond defaults more than doubled just from July to August. Companies can't get the funding they need. Investors are less willing to take risk. 
And the Labor Department says there are now 1.1 million fewer job openings today than just a month ago. It's the biggest one-month drop in two decades. Bank of America says its stress gauge is at what they call a borderline critical level. Well, you want to see how all this ends up? Look at Uniper. It's a giant energy company in Germany, and it's going broke. So the German government has stepped in. They're buying 99% of the company, injecting $8 billion to save it. The stock fell 30% in a single day on the news. The stock is down 90% for the year. German officials say they might have to nationalize other companies, too. They've just deployed in Germany $200 billion from the government to deal with the energy crisis. Just to illustrate how broad this is going, Germany is now struggling to make toilet paper. The maker of the best-known brands in Germany has filed for bankruptcy. They're blaming soaring costs of energy, along with pulp and transportation costs and the strong dollar, forcing them to raise prices for toilet paper 18%. The strength of the dollar is putting pressure on airlines as well. You see, airlines pay in dollars to buy aircraft and parts even when they're buying European airlines from, say, Airbus or Virgin Atlantic. They have 60% of their costs in dollars. In India, the cost for the second largest airline, they're up 20% because of the dollar, even though inflation itself is only up 9. Flights now cost, as you all know if you've been on a plane, 42% more than in 2019. Look what happened to FedEx. Talk about the use of aircraft. FedEx stock fell 21% in a single day on the news that Deutsche Bank said they've had the worst report they've seen in 20 years in analyzing companies. FedEx earned 33% less than expected and withdrew its earnings forecast for the next year. The company says global economic trends have, quote, significantly worsened, both in the U.S. and internationally, and FedEx says it's likely to get worse. FedEx isn't alone. GE says its profits are hurting. Associated British Foods in England, a major food manufacturer, is saying the same thing. The federal government started raising interest rates back in January. FedEx is raising their prices 7% now. The average number of packages they're handling daily is down 11% from a year ago. Third straight quarter of declines. Ford says the cost of its parts is $1.7 billion more than it expected because of inflation and supply chain problems. Ford says it can't even get enough badges for its cars. You know, the Ford logo? They can't ship 45,000 cars because they're missing parts. No wonder the Dow Jones transportation average fell 12% in September, twice as badly as the S&P 500 did. Historically, that means that when the transportation index goes down, the economy is bad and getting worse. Last year, Citigroup lent $65 billion to private equity firms. They're cutting that to $20 billion because of a new rule from the Federal Reserve that they want banks to increase their reserves. J.P. Morgan, the largest bank in the country, said this new rule poses a significant economic risk for the nation. So what are institutional investors doing in this entire marketplace? I'm going to tell you when we return here on The Truth About Your Future. Midterm elections are just around the corner. And you might have questions like, what should I be doing with my money now? Or what could happen in the stock market if my side doesn't win? Join Edelman Financial Engines on Tuesday, October 11th at 2 p.m. or 8 p.m. Eastern 
for our brand new webinar, The Elections in Your Portfolio, Separating Fact from Fiction. You can register now at efewebinar.com. You'll learn how the midterm election results can impact the stock market based on decades of market data. And you'll learn how to help position your portfolio for the elections and beyond. Don't miss this important and timely webinar. Join us for The Elections and Your Portfolio, Separating Fact from Fiction, on Tuesday, October 11th at 2 p.m. or 8 p.m. Eastern. There's no cost to attend and no obligation. Register now at efewebinar.com. That's efewebinar.com. Edelman Financial Engines, from here forward. You're listening to The Truth About Your Future with Rick Edelman. Thanks for listening to today's show. And thanks to Bitwise Asset Management for being our sponsor. Rick asked Bitwise to support the show because Bitwise has just one mission, to help you understand and access the opportunities in crypto. As crypto continues to grow in scale and complexity, a trusted guide is more important than ever. That's why Bitwise has built a nationwide team of crypto experts to help you. So take advantage of Bitwise's team. They work closely with financial advisors, institutions, and individual investors just like you. Talk to a Bitwise expert today or sharpen your crypto knowledge with Bitwise's awesome library of content. You'll find great help whether you're a crypto beginner or a financial professional. Crypto has major risks to consider, including the loss of your entire investment. So before investing in crypto funds, visit bitwiseinvestments.com for their library of content and to learn about the risks with these investments. That's bitwiseinvestments.com. The Truth About Your Future is sponsored by Global X ETFs. You tune in every week to hear Rick Edelman tackle the personal finance topics that matter most to investors. And this year, what matters most is market volatility, stubbornly high inflation, and rising interest rates. It's been a lot to grapple with. At GlobalX ETFs, our income-oriented strategies can be an appealing way to help you position your portfolio during this period of uncertainty and volatility. Our approach goes beyond bonds and traditional fixed-income investments. We focus instead on asset classes that offer you income-producing potential that you may not have considered, including MLPs from the energy sector, real estate investment trusts, preferred stocks, covered call strategies, and dividend-paying stocks. We've been providing investors like you with income-oriented investments like these for more than a decade through both bull and bear markets. Come explore our full range of ETFs and look at our research and more at GlobalXETFs.com or talk with your financial advisor. GlobalX ETFs. Welcome back to The Truth About Your Future. We've been talking about what's going on in the economic environment, how much turmoil there is, and frankly, quite a bit of pessimism with a lot of reports from a lot of major Wall Street firms saying that this is not going to be good over the next several months. So what are institutional investors doing as a response to all that? How are they managing their money? They're buying record amounts of put options. These are trades that are designed to protect you against the risk of losses in the stock market. They spent $34 billion on these contracts in the last month. That's more than at any time since 2009. Remember the credit crisis back then? Four times more than when the pandemic started. Institutional investors are telling us that the economy today is worse than when COVID showed up. In New York, they're expecting tax revenue to fall 8%, the biggest drop in 12 years. 162,000 fewer jobs than when COVID began. The job vacancy rate in New York City is now 8%. 
In Europe, inflation's at 10%. At the International Monetary Fund, loans to economically troubled countries has hit a record. $140 billion. Five countries have already defaulted on their debt. More are expected to as well. Pakistan, Argentina, Zambia, Sri Lanka, Ghana, Egypt, Tunisia. And in the middle of all this, you would say, well, gee, if interest rates are rising and inflation is rising and stocks and bonds are falling, I'm really glad I own gold. Isn't gold an inflation hedge? No. Gold has fallen to its lowest price in more than two years. So much for it being an inflation hedge. It's down 19% since March. There is, in this economic environment, nowhere to hide. So Jay Powell, the chair of the Federal Reserve, has issued his gloomiest prediction ever about the economic outlook. Here's what he said at a recent press conference. We have got to get inflation behind us. I wish there were a painless way to do that. There isn't. He admitted he doesn't know what's going to happen next in our economy. And if the chair of the Federal Reserve has that attitude, what can anybody else say themselves. But I'll tell you what, some people do know what's going to happen next. Members of Congress, 18% of them are engaging in insider trading, according to research from the New York Times. 183 senators or representatives did a stock trade in the past three years. More than half of them sat on committees that gave them insight into the companies whose shares they bought or sold. For example, Senator Tommy Tuberville of Alabama, he traded cattle prices. He's on the Agriculture Committee. Bob Gibbs of Ohio on the House Oversight Committee. He bought shares of a drug company while the committee was investigating it. The wife of Congressman Alan Lowenthal of California, she she sold shares, you try to say that, she sold shares of Boeing one day before his committee in the House released damaging findings about those two fatal air crashes of the 737. You know, members of the Congress are not allowed to trade on inside information, but according to the New York Times, it looks like hundreds of them are doing exactly that. You and I might have to struggle a little more deeply than those in Congress. We need to recognize the economic environment we're in. We need to be prepared properly for our portfolios and our personal finances. If you don't have an advisor giving you help right now, now is the time you get one. What's going on in Congress is getting so silly that a mutual fund company called Subversive Capital Advisors has now issued two new ETFs, Unusual Whales Subversive Democratic Trading ETF and Unusual Whales Subversive Republican Trading ETF. The first ETF has a ticker symbol of Nance, N-A-N-C, and the Republican version is Cruz, K-R-U-Z both allusions to Nancy Pelosi and Ted Cruz. This is a dumb idea. They're basically saying if members of Congress are trading on inside info, you ought to do what they do and you'll get rich like they're getting rich. It's dumb. Members of Congress have 45 days before they have to publicly report their transactions. By the time you try to trade on it, the data will be stale. But it's quite a commentary, isn't it, that somebody is creating a couple of ETFs to trade on the activity of members of Congress and their illegal insider trading activity. And just to illustrate how political the world of investing has become, there are now two ETFs that explicitly seek to pressure companies to drop their efforts to diversify their workforces and cancel their pledges to address climate change. 
It all adds up to the mixture of money and politics in a way we haven't seen before. And we can expect this to continue. And that is the truth about your future. Hey, I want to talk to you for a minute if you're a financial advisor or if you're an investor. You know what's worse than losing money in an investment? Losing money and paying taxes. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. The stock market is down 25% this year. The bond market is down 15 In December, mutual funds and ETFs are going to issue their annual capital gains distributions. If you're a financial advisor, you know that investors are going to get IRS 1099s for their taxable accounts. You're going to have to pay taxes on those investments, even though those investments lost money this year. But you can take action for your clients. You can help your clients minimize their tax bite in the next couple of months. So I'm really encouraging you, if you're a financial advisor especially, and along with also investors, to watch a new special webinar that I'm about to produce with Michael Lane of BlackRock. The webinar is going to be on Thursday, October 20th at 1 p.m. Eastern. We're going to show you how you can deal with this nasty tax surprise coming in a truly nasty year. Register for free for the special webinar on lowering your investment taxes Thursday, October 20th at 1 p.m. Eastern. You can register at thetruthayf.com. That's thetruthayf.com. I've got a lot more to share with you here on The Truth About Your Future. When we come back, I'm going to tell you about the Porsche IPO, its shares available for sale for the very first time and what that means for you. We're also going to talk about that New Jersey deli that was worth $100 million. And later on in the program, why Tina is dead. All that and a lot more coming up on today's show, so be sure to stay with us. I'm Rick Edelman. This is The Truth About Your Future. Meet Schwab Intelligent Income, a simple, modern way to pay yourself from your portfolio. Overcome the complexity of income needs in retirement with automated tax-smart withdrawals that you can start, stop, or adjust at any time without penalty, plus ongoing monitoring so you'll always know where you stand. And since lower fees means more money for you to invest, you pay no advisory fee. Available with Schwab Intelligent Portfolios. Visit schwab.com slash intelligent income, a modern approach to wealth management. Allow us to introduce you to Sabrina, an ordinary person who helped shape the future by putting her money behind the right ideas. Each morning, Sabrina enjoys a 20-mile bike ride and meditation that brings her serenity for the day to come. Sabrina is also accessing the companies that are revolutionizing the tech world by investing in Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is a fund that allows you access to innovators of the NASDAQ 100, which goes to show you don't have to be an integrated circuit engineer to help push progress forward. Become an agent of innovation. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. There are risks when investing in ETFs, including possible loss of money. ETFs' risks are similar to those of stocks. Investments in the tech sector are subject to greater risk and more volatility than more diversified investments. The NASDAQ 100 Index comprises the 100 largest non-financial companies on the NASDAQ. You can't invest directly into an index. Before investing, consider the fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit Invesco.com for a prospectus with this information. Read it carefully before investing. You're listening to The Truth About Your Future with Rick Edelman, sponsored by Choice. 
If you want more control over how you invest your money, you need to check out Choice. Choice makes it easy for you to invest in Bitcoin and other crypto assets in your retirement account. You can transfer your existing IRA, roll over an old 401k, or start fresh with a new investment. There are no hidden fees or account minimums, just more choice in how you invest your money. You can open a deductible or Roth IRA and invest in Bitcoin, crypto, stocks, ETFs, gold, real estate, and more, all in a single account. Don't let your old bank or brokerage firm limit what you're allowed to invest in. Do what Rick did and take control of your future by heading on over to retirewithchoice.com slash Rick. That's retirewithchoice.com slash Rick. Or simply search Choice IRA in the App Store or Google Play Store on your iPhone or Android device. It's your money. It should be your choice. Retirewithchoice.com slash Rick. Welcome back to the program. You're listening to The Truth About Your Future. Well, we just spent the last half hour talking about the mayhem that's going on in the economic environment on a global basis right now. And in the middle of all this, you're looking for investment opportunities. Well, in the midst of all this, Porsche just went public. They created 911 million shares. 911, get it? Deference to the famous 911 sports car. The stock sold at the high end of their range, and they only sold 114 million of those shares, no voting rights, and the price of the stock fell 7% after the initial public offering. This is not uncommon, not unusual for the Porsche IPO to be a disaster. Nine out of 10 companies that went public last year are now trading below their offering prices. This is why you really need to stay away from IPOs. They are not good investment opportunities. By the way, remember that New Jersey sandwich shop? The one that went public was suddenly it was worth $100 million? A deli? Federal agents now say the deli was at the center of an international conspiracy that defrauded investors. The FBI has arrested Peter Coker, age 80, James Patton, age 63, on securities fraud charges. Coker's son, Peter Jr., 53 years of age, he's also facing charges, but he's still at large. They have not arrested him yet. The deli's share price went from a dollar in October 2019 to $14 in 18 months. A dollar, a 14x increase. Yet it had never had more than $40,000 in annual revenue. Prosecutors say that the price skyrocketed after Coker and Patton coordinated trades to make it look like there was real investor activity. Well, it was all a scam. Some people, though, fell for it, including endowment funds of Duke University and Vanderbilt. It was nothing more than a pump-and-dump scheme, and the deli owner himself, he was not involved in the scam. But the guys who were, they're each facing up to 20 years in prison. So, forget IPOs, forget these hot stocks, just stick with your 401k, right? Well, it's bad enough that you're buying company stock in your 401k. That's a big no-no. But what happened to employees at Wells Fargo is even worse. It turns out that when the 401k plan at Wells Fargo bought shares of Wells Fargo, the plan paid $145 million more for Wells Fargo stock than the stock was worth. Wells Fargo is now being forced to pay the money back, plus a $13 million penalty. 
So even in a 401k environment, you've got to make sure you're doing it right. And that means not buying company stock. Bottom line is this. Tina is dead. Tina? Who is she? And how is she dead? Tina is one of those acronyms that they've come up with in the last year. Why is it the stock market has been doing so well? It's because interest rates were so low. If you are trying to generate income and you're looking at a bank CD or a government treasury paying zero point nothing, well, you could buy AT&T stock with a 4% dividend. So people were supporting the stock market because of Tina. There is no alternative. That's what Tina stands for. But that's not true today. Why? Because the Fed's been raising interest rates and treasuries are now 4%. You don't need to own stocks to get 4%. You can do it in a super safe government treasury. And therefore, with the death of Tina, since there now are alternatives, investors have no particular reason to own stocks in the middle of a bear market. And that's where stocks are. Prices 20% below their highs. By the way, before you get too upset about this, because I know you might be feeling a lot of doom and gloom at my commentary today, stocks go into a bear market, meaning they fall 20% below their high, about every four years. But that hasn't happened to us in 14 years, since 2008. So we've been way overdue. You know, you throw COVID out of the mix because that was an artificial, crazy environment. But now in 2022, not only are stocks in a bear market, so are bonds. That is rare. The last time we had both stocks and bonds go into a bear market at the same time was 1990, 32 years ago, meaning you've personally probably never seen it happen. Bond funds year-to-date are down 12%. And in fact, long-term funds in the last 12 months, you've lost more money in bond funds than in stock funds. Yeah, long-term bonds have lost more money than stocks in the year ending August 31st. But that's all over now. So what's Wall Street saying about all this? BlackRock and Goldman Sachs are both warning investors to get out of the stock market for the next three months. Goldman Sachs said, quote, current stock values may not fully reflect the risk and might decline further. BlackRock said investors should, quote, shun most stocks. Vanguard says you should expect just 35 to 5.5% per year for the next 10 years. But maybe you're not going to sell like they're suggesting because you're not a market timer. You're a long-term buy-and-hold investor. Fine. Just make sure you stick with your strategy because if they prove to be correct and prices fall and you don't sell now, won't do you any good to sell later in a panic after prices fall. So either sell now because you know you won't be able to handle all the volatility or promise yourself that you're not going to sell later when prices fall further. Whatever your strategy, make sure you're willing to stick with it. And on the other hand, 88% of high-quality bonds are now trading at a discount. And J.P. Morgan says it's time to buy them. Citigroup is saying the same thing, saying to buy treasuries to prepare for 2023. In a report, they said, quote, unfortunately, we are heading for a turning point in the American economy. But investors have not gotten the message from either J.P. Morgan or Citigroup. Instead, municipal bond investors are dumping their bonds at an unprecedented rate. 
Outflows this year have reached $84 billion, the most since 1992, in a year when munis have lost 10% so far this year. They're on track for their worst year since 1981. Junk yields are now about 9%, double where they were in January. Two ETFs you might want to consider if you want to get yields that are approaching double digits. The iShares, iBox High Yield Corporate ETF and the BlackRock Corporate High Yield ETF. The symbols of those are HYG and HYT. Couldn't have done that six months ago, let alone a year ago. It demonstrates how rapidly this economic environment is changing and why you need to reevaluate your portfolio holdings. You're listening to The Truth About Your Future. I'm Rick Edelman. You know, one of the key themes of this program is crypto, blockchain, digital assets. And it represents, I'm convinced, one of the most significant investment opportunities of the decade. And to help us have that conversation, I'm happy to bring on to the program Matt Hogan. He is the Chief Investment Officer of Bitwise Asset Management. I'm a big fan of Bitwise, as you know, an investor in both the company and its funds. Matt is one of the world's leading experts on crypto. He's a crypto columnist for Forbes. He's in the ETF Hall of Fame. Matt, always great to have you on the show. Delighted to be here. So for all of the wonderful things I just said about Bitcoin and Bitwise, the fact is that crypto has been having a terrible time for the past nine months or so, an incredible volatile environment. Bitcoin dropped as much as 70% of its price from last November through June. And then in June and July, it rose over 30% and fell back a little bit since. So I'm going to put you on the spot here, Matt. You ready for this? This is fair. Let's go. I want you to give me your short-term and long-term prediction for the crypto market. Ooh, I love that, Rick. I'm willing to do it. When I look out over the short term, I see macro risks on the horizon. I see Jerome Powell's Fed continuing to raise rates to try to quash inflation. I see risks around Ukraine. So that's flashing negative to me. We expect a lot of regulatory enforcement actions. And on individual crypto assets, I'm extremely bullish. We have Ethereum's merge, one of the most consequential events in the history of crypto. We have significant development activity on things like Polygon. We have even some exciting developments around Bitcoin. And so that's good. When you smush those together, what do you get? You get volatility, Rick, and you're going to get a series of headlines, some of which make you very excited and some of which make you very fearful. When I look out beyond that, though, Rick, when I look long term, I'm extremely bullish. Historically, crypto moves through four year cycles, three up years and one down year. It's had three of those cycles. This is the natural down year, according to that cycle up period. And when I look at the technological developments going on in crypto, when I look at the scaling improvements going on in crypto, when I look at the number of developers building interesting apps in crypto, when I look at public recognition in crypto, I think the next wave is going to be bigger than all of the past three waves combined. When we come back, I'm going to ask Matt Hogan what he predicts the future price of Bitcoin to be. Stay with us for his answer when we return here on The Truth About Your Future. Did you know Schwab offers a satisfaction guarantee? If for any reason you're not completely satisfied, Schwab will refund your fee or commission and work with you to make things right. You won't find that kind of promise everywhere, but you will find it at Schwab. 
It's just another way that they put clients' interest at the heart of everything they do. Learn what's included and how it works at schwab.com slash satisfaction. That's schwab.com slash satisfaction. What do all the greatest innovations have in common? Agents of innovation. Ordinary people who shape the future by putting their money behind the right ideas. Invesco QQQ is a fund that allows you access to innovators of the NASDAQ 100. So you don't have to be an inventor to help create what's next to come. Be an agent of innovation with Invesco QQQ. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. There are risks when investing in ETFs, including possible loss of money. ETFs' risks are similar to those of stocks. Investments in the tech sector are subject to greater risk and more volatility than more diversified investments. The NASDAQ 100 Index comprises the 100 largest non-financial companies on the NASDAQ. You can't invest directly into an index. Before investing, carefully read and consider fund investment objectives, risks, charges, expenses, and more in the prospectus at Invesco.com. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Midterm elections are just around the corner, and you might have questions like, what should I be doing with my money now? Or, what could happen in the stock market if my side doesn't win? Join Edelman Financial Engines on Tuesday, October 11th at 2 p.m. or 8 p.m. Eastern for our brand new webinar, The Elections and Your Portfolio, Separating Fact from Fiction. You can register now at efewebinar.com. You'll learn how the midterm election results can impact the stock market based on decades of market data. And you'll learn how to help position your portfolio for the elections and beyond. Don't miss this important and timely webinar. Join us for The Elections and Your Portfolio, Separating Fact from Fiction, on Tuesday, October 11th at 2 p.m. or 8 p.m. Eastern. There's no cost to attend and no obligation. Register now at efewebinar.com. That's efewebinar.com. Edelman Financial Engines, from here forward. Welcome back to The Truth About Your Future. We're talking with Matt Hogan, the Chief Investment Officer of Bitwise Investments. So I'm going to ask you to quantify the description you've just given us. Give me two prices. Over the next couple of months, between now and the end of the year, you can't envision Bitcoin falling below X or rising above Z. <laughs> it's, of course, very hard, nearly impossible to, to predict short-term price direction. I'd put a pretty wide band on that. It's hard to imagine Bitcoin falling below something like 14,000. It's hard to imagine it going above 30,000. So there's a, there's a giant range for you. And I wouldn't disagree with you. I thought you would say a low of 10,000. So I'm kind of happy that you said 14. And I agree with you. 30,000 is about as good as we can reasonably hope to expect. And that is a very optimistic and probably unlikely scenario. But I'll, I'll give it to you. We're currently around 20, give or take. Now let's go out for the next decade, the long-term perspective. Give me what you would envision to be the lowest you think it might be and the highest that you think it might be. Yeah. I mean, the low is, is, is pretty close to zero. You have to think about truly exogenous events, like a massive technological blow up in the Bitcoin blockchain. I stream that extremely unlikely. I, I think uh, the more likely direction over the next decade 
is that it comes to be valued somewhere in the two hundred and fifty to five hundred thousand dollar range, which means individuals are storing as much wealth in Bitcoin as they are in gold. I think that may be overly pessimistic. Bitcoin has other uses. It has monetary uses that could build on top of that. What I love about this question, Rick, is that I think the current price is wrong. If you think about all my views on crypto, my strongest view is that the current price is an unstable equilibrium long term. Either we're going to be six or seven digit Bitcoin, or we're going to be four or three digit Bitcoin. The five digit Bitcoin seems very unlikely because it's just an awkward sort of teenage phase where it's neither here nor there. And I think you and I are both solidly in the camp of six or seven digit Bitcoin uh, in the long term future. And that growth trajectory, should that occur, would represent a far greater growth than any other asset class we can possibly uh, envision. But it is speculative because we don't know if we're going to be right, which is why as much as we're enthused, we're also measured in how much of our money we're putting into this asset class. That's the other half of the question, isn't it? So talk about that, Matt. How much of a portfolio is reasonable for a typical investor to allocate to crypto? Yeah, it's a great question, Rick. The answer is a relatively small amount. You know, the average Bitwise investor has about two and a half percent of their portfolio in crypto. I think anywhere from one to five seems reasonable. That way, if you and I are wrong, Rick, and it wipes out completely, you're not materially harmed. But if we're right, if this is potentially the best performing asset class in the world, that two and a half or one or 5% allocation will have a meaningful impact on your future. Like you think about cayenne pepper when you're cooking. It's great, but boy, you don't want to put a pint of cayenne pepper into your chili. A little bit goes a long way. What this all demonstrates is that people need education about this. You've just launched a monthly video series. Tell us about that. Yeah, we do monthly videos where we answer the three most common questions from investors and advisors about crypto each month. Well, what, wait, wait, what, what, what are those three common questions? Right now, what we're hearing from people is how do you attribute a value to Bitcoin? What's going on from a regulatory perspective? And of course, they want to know, is now a good time to buy? And so how can people watch these videos? Yeah, if you go to bitwiseinvestments.com, you can find them on our, our insights page. You can also sign up to receive occasional emails from us with important insights. We don't overwhelm you. I promise it's not an email every day. It's maybe one or two a month. And because so many investors are relying on advisors to make their investment decisions, you devote a lot of resources to serving the advisory community too. That's right. That's actually our primary audience, Rick. Uh, Financial advisors are a key part of how Americans invest, and they provide huge service in terms of behavioral coaching, asset allocation advice. So we're set up first and foremost to serve the financial advisor community. But the good thing is our education is open to all. We want everyone to understand crypto, but we really encourage people to work with an advisor when allocating to the space because it is uh, complex, it is uh, ever-evolving, and it helps to have a uh, full-time friend focused on it to help you navigate it. 
Now you're beginning to get a sense of why I'm such a big fan of Bitwise Asset Management, why I've invested in the company, why Gene and I placed our investment dollars into funds offered by Bitwise, and why you should look at them as well. You can do so by going to bitwiseinvestments.com or talking with your financial advisor. Matt Hogan, always a pleasure to have you on the show. Look forward to seeing you again next, my friend. Thanks for having me, Rick. This was fun. That was Matt Hogan, the Chief Investment Officer of Bitwise Asset Management. You can reach him and all the resources they offer at bitwiseinvestments.com. Time now for everybody's favorite segment of the program, Visit by My Wife, Jean Edelman. Jean is a student of the healing arts, Reiki, traditional Chinese medicine, homeopathy, acupuncture, and of course, macrobiotic and plant-based cooking. Here's Jean. Great to be with you this week. This week, I want to talk about our time, T-I-M-E. This is the one commodity that we need to cherish and protect. We are headed into that time of year where we get overwhelmed, overstressed, overcommitted, overspending, overeating, over, over, over. It's too much because we're trying to cram so much life into these last few months or weeks of this year. And we only have limited time. We need to protect our time. We need to choose wisely who, where, and what we are giving our energy and time to. It is okay to say no. What is so important? And if we really stop to think about it, you know what? The earth will continue spinning even if we say no, even if we don't show up to something, even if we don't participate in something. It's okay. I'm giving us all permission to say no and really think about this last few months of the year and where we want to spend our time and who we want to spend our time with. And so this week is short and sweet, and the word of the week is time. The T, the T is to tend, to care for. Care for ourselves enough to not overcommit, to not overeat, to not overspend, because then we spend the rest of the year just compensating for that. We need to tend to what is important and what has meaning to us. The I is for immerse to become deeply involved. When we are overextended, we are skimming on the surface of life. When we choose what is important for us, we can then devote our time and be deeply engaged in it and have more meaningful conversations and spend more time doing what we love. Immerse ourselves in the people that we are with. Make sure that they matter to us. The M is for mindful, to be attentive, aware, and alert. Be mindful of how we're spending our time. Choose wisely what is best suiting us, what feels good. Listen to our intuition. Do we really need to do that? Do we really need to go out and do this? What are we doing to really be mindful? Be mindful of what we're eating. It's the end of the year and there's so many traditions and so many foods. Well, we don't need to eat all of it at one time. Being mindful of every aspect so that our health stays in check and stays in balance. Remember, we talk about balance all the time. And when we over anything, we're out of balance. And so bringing that mindfulness back is so important. And the E is to enjoy, to savor and appreciate. When we are protective of our time, we can enjoy where we are and who we are with. 
and what we are doing because we're not running to the next thing. We can stay, we can engage, we can share, and we can have enjoyment in our moments together. And so just enjoy and appreciate for where we are and what we're doing. Take care of ourselves. Take care of our time. Remember the balance as we go into these last few months of the year. Have a great week, everyone. If you're enjoying Jean's words of the week, you can get a list of them and all of her segments at thetruthayf.com. You're listening to The Truth About Your Future with Rick Edelman. Thanks for listening to today's show. And thanks to Bitwise Asset Management for being our sponsor. Rick asked Bitwise to support the show because Bitwise has just one mission, to help you understand and access the opportunities in crypto. As crypto continues to grow in scale and complexity, a trusted guide is more important than ever. That's why Bitwise has built a nationwide team of crypto experts to help you. So take advantage of Bitwise's team. They work closely with financial advisors, institutions, and individual investors just like you. Talk to a Bitwise expert today or sharpen your crypto knowledge with Bitwise's awesome library of content. You'll find great help whether you're a crypto beginner or a financial professional. Crypto has major risks to consider, including the loss of your entire investment. So before investing in crypto funds, visit bitwiseinvestments.com for their library of content and to learn about the risks with these investments. That's bitwiseinvestments.com. The Truth About Your Future is sponsored by Global X ETFs. You tune in every week to hear Rick Edelman tackle the personal finance topics that matter most to investors. And this year, what matters most is market volatility, stubbornly high inflation, and rising interest rates. It's been a lot to grapple with. At GlobalX ETFs, our income-oriented strategies can be an appealing way to help you position your portfolio during this period of uncertainty and volatility. Our approach goes beyond bonds and traditional fixed-income investments. We focus instead on asset classes that offer you income-producing potential that you may not have considered, including MLPs from the energy sector, real estate investment trusts, preferred stocks, covered call strategies, and dividend-paying stocks. We've been providing investors like you with income-oriented investments like these for more than a decade through both bull and bear markets. Come explore our full range of ETFs and look at our research and more at GlobalXETFs.com or talk with your financial advisor. GlobalX ETFs. Thanks for joining me on the show today. Remember, join me on Thursday, October 20th at 1 p.m. Eastern for my special webinar on how to lower your investment taxes. Joining me is Michael Lane of BlackRock. Be sure to join us for this free event. Register at thetruthayf.com. See you next week. Bye-bye. 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 I'm sorry, what? What part didn't you understand? The buh or the bye? Bye-bye. The Truth About Your Future with Rick Edelman has been brought to you by Global X ETFs, dedicated to providing investors with unexplored and intelligent solutions. And by Bitwise, a trusted guide in crypto has never mattered more. Connect with their dedicated team of crypto experts nationwide at bitwiseinvestments.com. And by Invesco QQQ, a fund that allows you to access the innovators of the NASDAQ 100. Invesco.com. Stay tuned for Everyday Wealth with Soledad O'Brien and Gene Chatsky from Edelman Financial Engines. EverydayWealth.com backslash radio. EFE and the truth about your future with Rick Edelman are unaffiliated entities. 
Get the truth about your future every weekend with Rick Edelman. It's the truth, AYF.com.